Hey cuties, what is going on? Um, welcome back to another episode of Retro Shade. I am your host, Heather, and I am so freaking excited to be here with you guys today. Um, I'm so excited about today's episode. We are going to be talking about what the fuck human design is. So, Human design is something that I'm super excited about. Before we dive on into that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, shall we? Um, so as you guys know, um, I recently updated my website with something really cool and exciting, which is a body graph generator. So um, if you are interested in learning about your human design, you want to see what your chart is, which we call in human design a body graph, you can go to my website and you can pull your chart. Um, go to heathercatherine.co. Um, what you will need is your birth date, time, and location to pull your chart. And uh, I just really hope that you enjoy it. I think it's such a cool, fascinating topic and obviously something that I'm really into considering that it is a big part of my business and what I do for work. Um, The next thing is we have our next monthly group meditation in the books. It's going to be 7 o'clock p.m. on April 27th. That is a Sunday, the Sunday after Easter. Um, And what we are going to do in this group meditation is totally free. It's something that I have been doing for myself, Um, just getting into a regular practice of cord cutting. Uh, So it's part of your kind of spiritual and energetic hygiene making sure that you are removing any sort of energetic ties that are no longer serving you, that are draining your energy, um, and leaving you open to really evolve and feel really good. So again, you can um, head over to my website to save your spot. We do this over Zoom. We create a really beautiful sacred space uh, to do this meditation and healing. And um, I would love to see you there. Again, it's totally free. Um, So head over to heathercatherine.co. I'll also put the link to sign up in my show notes. Same thing with the body graph. And last thing, um, this is the last week to get introductory pricing for uh, my human design reading. So if you've been on the fence wanting to um, get your human design read, kind of figure out who you are, why you tick the way you tick, and kind of deep dive into your human design, this is your last chance to take advantage of my introductory pricing. Prices will go up after April 15th. Uh, So head over to my website and uh, book in, baby. We're going to have a good time. There is... I absolutely love doing readings with people. I love talking about human design. We're going to get into this, but I'm a generator. This lights me the fuck up. And that's how I know that I am on my right path. And I love helping people to figure out what their passion is, their purpose, their healing, the way to live in alignment and create so much happiness and bliss and ease in their life. And I think that understanding your human design can really help you heal and can in turn help to heal the world. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So without further ado, let's just jump right in and dive into what the fuck is human design anyways. Um, So if you are like me, you have probably tried every single personality test out there. I'm talking from Enneagram to Myers-Briggs. I've like I love taking like a Cosmo quiz or a BuzzFeed quiz. 
I have been obsessed with finding things that would help me to make sense of myself. And that would then therefore help me to understand others as well. And it's been something that's always really frustrated me that with all the personality tests and stuff that that I would take, um, including like aptitude tests in high school or whatever, um, they're so subjective to the mood that you're in from asking these sort of open-ended questions that I felt like I was always answering them in the moment, which as a human leaves the results variable to what I'm currently experiencing. And so I could never really get a good grasp on who I am, why I tick the way I tick, and answer all of the mysterious questions that I had about myself. Um, and enter human design. And it kind of shed a light on all of it for me. My experience with human design was like, I have never felt as seen by anything in my life. And like having my natal chart read was something that really also helped. But it wasn't until I discovered my human design and started to dig into that, that I really had that aha moment. My whole life kind of made sense in both a beautiful, uplifting way and also in like a shining, like holding a mirror up to myself and being like, you've been living out of alignment and that's why your life has been tough or difficult and it's it's beautiful in that aspect. It really kind of gave me a permission slip to start living my most authentic life and to really prioritize myself, which is something that I really, really struggled with. Um, and so it's, I honestly can't hype human design enough. So what I want to do today is uh, share with you uh, uh, the origins of human design, what it is, why it's so important, and how you can make the most of it in your life. And then I want to dig into um, some of the uh, key components of human design that especially if you are a beginner into human design, things that you will want to start to look into just to tap into it and start to integrate into your life so that you can live with alignment and ease and enjoying your life. Um, so that would be, we're going to dive into the different energy types, and then we're going to talk about the different authorities with those as well. So let's dive in, babe. So where did human design originate from? It was created by a man named Alan Krakauer, who now goes by the name of Ra-U-Ru-Hu, uh, who was actually a former advertising executive and magazine publisher from Montreal, Canada. And in the 80s, while he was living in Ibiza, he was guided by what he called a voice for an eight-day an eight day period that resulted in the revelation of human design. And he conceptualized that, wrote it down, digested it, and distilled all of that information into a 400-page textbook, which he published in 1992. And it sounds like a really wild, crazy origin story, which is part of the reason why I love it so much. But human design has since been seriously studied and is becoming just an incredible and specific tool to help you learn about who you are, how you are wired to make decisions, and how you work with others. And so by blending all the modalities that human design is together, the results are a really comprehensive overview of you. 
And trust me, it takes one look at your body graph or one reading and you will be like, oh my God, this is so accurate. I cannot believe it. Human design changed my life. It made me a more loving and accepting um, of myself and of others. It's helped me to embrace my natural gifts, um, something that I used to really push hard against. And it's brought more peace and ease into my life. And my life used to feel like it was an uphill battle that led absolutely nowhere and I would get incredibly frustrated. But now I know that it only felt that way because I was very, very clearly trying to force things that weren't meant for me, living out of alignment of my design um, because of external influences, which I'm an emotional generator, so that'll all make sense very soon. Um, there isn't an area of my life that has not been drastically improved since starting to live my design. And that's really the feedback that I hear from everyone that I talk to about it, people who have experienced human design, my clients that I've worked with that we've brought human design into their daily lives, or anyone else who has been exposed to human design in any way and has a everyone says that, you know, they wish they would have discovered it earlier. So to put it simply, human design is the system that explains how your soul was designed and how it best responds to the world around you. It's a logical system that blends the principles of the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, the chakra system, and quantum physics. So similar to how your natal chart is pulled, your human design chart, which we call a body graph, is calculated using your birth date, time, and location um, so that we can really pull where the sun, moon, and stars were at uh, when you entered the world. And the beautiful thing about human design is that it shows you where your consciousness or your decision maker exists and how to access it. It ultimately shows you how to live your truest, most authentic and fulfilled life. Your body graph is like a blueprint, or I like to call it a user manual for your soul. It exists as a tool to help you understand how you are unique as a person and offer you a permission slip to accept and love yourself for who you are instead of resenting for yourself for what you are not. I see it so often and have experienced myself, people putting so much pressure on themselves for everything that they are not or for things that haven't worked out for them that they see work for other people. And more often than not, those feelings are really rooted in comparing yourself to others or trying to force things that are not in alignment for you, but you feel the need to put those pressures on yourself or to go after those things because there is an external expectation. Human design allows you to disassociate from all those self-critical thoughts and get like an, aha, there's nothing innately wrong with me. I've just been living someone else's life. It's important to note also that every single human was born with a special design that is perfect for them. No one is broken. No one was created to fail or struggle or suffer. No one was born with a better design. No one was born with a worse design. We all have a purpose that we were designed to live out, and it is our unique gifts and magic, and it all comes to fruition naturally when we are living in alignment with our design. 
And just like astrology or any other sort of esoteric tool, it's not predictive. There is nothing set in stone because you are a human being with free will and ability to create whatever you want in this lifetime. But understanding your human design does help you to understand why and how you tick, which makes it possible for you to accomplish your goals and desires so much easier. An analogy that I like to use when understanding what human design is and how you can really harness it to uh, make your life more easeful and accomplish your goals so much faster is uh, um, like when you want to like do a renovation on your house or restore a home or whatever. You look at the blueprint before you start the construction or start the design concepts for the new architecture because you need to know where you're starting from first before you can really understand what steps you need to take to create what you want. And it's the same thing for yourself. You have to understand where you're at now before you can really create a clear plan and a really effective plan to get to where you want to go. And that is exactly what human design provides. It provides that blueprint that you can assess and go, okay, here is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. So this is going to be the steps A, B, and C that are going to be the path of least resistance or the most impactful or efficient way for me to get there. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the purpose of human design and how it can help you. So first and foremost, human design is a tool meant to equip you with the information that will empower you to make aligned decisions and actions that will align you with your favorite self. There's two pieces of human design, your strategy and authority, that will specifically help you to understand how you are meant to make decisions and take action in your life. And those will fall under the category or you'll understand those um, when you pull your... um, your body graph. When you live guided by your body's natural energies rather than fighting against them, which is how most of us has been taught to live, we live more easily and actually get to enjoy the experience. We live in a world with information and sensory overloads and insane hustle culture. We're taught to make decisions from our minds rather than our intuition. And in human design, we understand that the mind is actually not meant to be the driver. The opposite is actually true, that your mind is meant to be a passenger in a metaphorical car of life. And at the very least, understanding your human design will help you to experience some sense of relief. You'll see that all the mental stories you've been holding against yourself are simply not true. You are hardwired in a certain way, and that way is completely unique to you. So I want to start by getting into the energy types. There are five energy types in human design. Originally, there were four, but um, the need to include the final energy type, which is the manifesting generator, was discovered. And so these energy types show you how to optimize your energy in all the areas of your life. It's how you create ease and flow in your day to day. Each of these types, uh, they are generator, manifester, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector, have a specific description on your productivity, how you utilize opportunities, which we'll talk about, which is known as your strategy, and they signal that you are living in accordance to your design, aka your signature, 
And they will also signal to you when you are living out of alignment, which we call the not-self theme in human design. So we're going to start off with generators. Generators, your strategy is to respond, your signature is satisfaction, and your not-self theme is frustration. So generators are here to get shit done. They are like the real life force energy of the planet, but the shit that you are meant to get done is only the shit that excites you. You have this energy cycle that is constant, which I like to think of as like the human energizer bunny, which means that it needs it needs to wear out of your system in order for you to get a restful night's sleep. You will know a generator when you see someone absolutely glowing when they're doing something that excites them. So anytime that you see me talking about human design, astrology, coaching, subconscious reprogramming, manifestation, you get it. Even Bravo, I light up and that's how you know I'm a generator. The rule of thumb for generators is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, because it's so important for you to focus your energy on the things that really excite you. There is absolutely no limit to what you can accomplish when generators are living from that space. And when generators are living in their design, they're satisfied with what they're doing. So that's how you know your signature is satisfaction. That said, it's not uncommon for generators to slip into overworking or people-pleasing mode because they know how much they are capable of accomplishing, which leads to frustration, which leads to feeling stuck and or burnt out, and like nothing is moving forward and no matter how much energy you're pouring into it, because you get sidetracked with things that don't actually light you up, but you know you're capable of accomplishing. So that's your not-self theme showing up, that frustration. Generators, your gut is your guide. You will know immediately what is right for you and what isn't, and that is your greatest gift, so do not be afraid to use it. Manifestors, your strategy is to inform, your signature is peace, and your not-self-theme is anger. If there is one thing that we know for sure about manifestors, it's that they hate being told what to do. These beautiful souls need to feel a sense of autonomy in their lives, and you have the gift to see things before anyone else does, which is why you're here to get the ball rolling, aka initiate. But with that vision, you so clearly see it's important that you seek some peaceful time for you to recharge because you will best operate in bursts of energy. Yes, manifestors, that is right. You have a permanent self-care priority pass because it is so important for you to not run yourself ragged by indulging in a little pampering. When manifestors are living their design, they feel at peace with the things that they are creating. Those manifestors, however, not living in their design, will see others around them creating or starting passion projects, and they'll develop an overwhelming sense of anger, aka your not-self-theme. Know that you can give yourself a little pamper pass to get realigned super quickly and dive right back into your passion project at any time. 
It is super important for you manifestors to inform people around you, meaning you need to communicate your plans and needs with those around you so that you can make sure that you are in control and stay in alignment with your design. You truly value your independence and tend to be happiest when you have multiple projects on the go, but you will also need to let people know what your game plan is before you get going. Otherwise, people may start trying to take over, tell you a better way to do things because they don't understand the vision that you have so clear in your mind and it'll get you angry. All right, manifesting generators. Your strategy is to respond and then inform. Your signature is satisfaction and your not self-theme is frustration or anger. And as you probably guessed, manifesting generators are a beautiful blend of manifestors and generators. You guys multitask like no other, but you also know how to honor that magic in a way that may look different day to day. Many gens, as we call them, keep in mind that your productivity and motivation can be different every single day, but with a good night's rest, you'll bounce back the next day feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. The signature, or the sorry, the strategy for many gens is to respond, which is to understand what your gut is telling you and then inform. Communicate your plan of action after you've responded to that gut response. This isn't an either or or a vice versa situation. You need to respond and then inform. Many gens know that they are living their design when they're feeling satisfied or even content and fulfilled by what they're doing and creating. And when they're living out of alignment, they will take on projects or work that they don't like and stop honoring the things or the wide array of projects and passions that they absolutely love and then will leave them feeling frustrated and angry and maybe even eventually a little resentful. Projectors. Your strategy is to wait for the invitation. Your signature is success and your not-self theme is bitterness. So unlike our manifestors, projectors will experience an ebb and flow of energy, but they experience it differently because they are designed to work fewer hours in the day because they don't have access to what we call a motor center or what we otherwise call them is projectors are a non-energy being. Projectors actually get their energy from being around energy beings like generators or manifesting generators. So because of this, projectors, they are people who really, really appreciate efficiency. They're designed to be seen and recognized for their unique gifts and not for the amount of hustle they put out there. Projectors put your unique gifts out into the world to be seen and the right people and opportunities will present themselves to you and invite you to the right opportunities. When a projector is living in their design, they will feel great success. And when they are not honoring their design, they will feel super bitter and resentful. Our last energy type is reflectors. Your strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle, otherwise known, 28 days. Your signature is surprise, and your not-self theme is disappointment. 
our sweet, sweet reflectors. They are the rarest energy type and they make up about 1% of our population. And just like projectors, they're also non-energy beings. They actually mirror whatever energy they see back to people they're with, which means their energy usually varies quite a bit. Reflectors, because your energy is so unpredictable, it is crucial for you to consciously rebalance and restore yourself more so than any of the other energy types. You have a beautiful individualism and it's important for you to hone that, but doing so requires time and practice because you are so susceptible to the energies that are swirling around you on a constant basis. So according to your design, you should wait a full 28 days or a full lunar cycle before making any major decisions. Now, that's not always going to be possible for you, given the way that the day, day-to-day in life works. But as much as possible, try to take as much time as you can so that you can recenter and really dig through to make sense of what is right for you and what isn't. When reflectors are living their design, they will feel surprised and delighted by the distinctiveness that develops in their lives. Your life, even the day-to-day, is so uniquely different and so you. When you are living your design, or when you are not living your design, you'll feel disappointed by how things are just rolling out for you and like you can't keep up with everybody else. But reflectors, it's important for you to remember that you are not meant to keep up with everybody else. So the different authorities. Simply put, authorities are how you make your decisions. When you're looking at your body graph, your authority is represented by the energy center that is the most defined in your chart. And this is where your intuition lives. And yes, everyone has an intuition, but everyone accesses it differently. So for example, somebody with a defined solar plexus has an emotional authority, aka me, and therefore is driven more by feeling than logic. Emotional authorities... We feel things and it's so important for us to ride the emotional wave fully before making a decision. You can get caught up in the hype of the moment and say yes to something, but then 24 hours later, the initial excitement has worn off and you realize that you actually should have said no. So the rule of thumb for emotional authorities is to wait to be calm and centered before you make your decisions. So as an emotional authority, this is funny to me because I am so clearly no that that is 100% true about me. There was a period of time where on New Year's Eve, we would be at a New Year's Eve party and somehow the idea of doing a polar bear swim on January 1st would always come up and I would get so excited and so swept up in the moment. I would rally the troops. I would go around to everybody, get everyone to agree to meet in the morning to do a polar bear swim to kick off the new year. And it would be like, there's nothing else that I'd rather do than that when I'm in the moment. It was a brilliant idea. The next morning I would wake up and immediately regret that decision. I hate the cold. I don't enjoy being in the Pacific Ocean. There is actually nothing that sounds worse to me than a polar bear swim January 1st. That sounds like my worst nightmare. So every single year I would back out and bail on it. And I mean, that's just a really good little snippet of how an emotional authority works. (laughs) Um, Okay, next one, sacral authority. 
sacral authorities experience a very visceral reaction in their body when making decisions. This is your gut response. They need to feel like they are really lit up inside before they say yes. Otherwise, it's a hard no for them. So as you could probably imagine, this is the one that we commonly see in generators. It's a sacral authority. Your gut knows. It doesn't have to make sense. You don't have to know why, but you know you have a feeling instantly and you need to follow it. Our splenic authority... Um, splenic authorities really lead um, with an instinct that leads them to the ability to make an instant decision. You just have a knowing if something is right for you or not. So remember that your intuition lives beyond your consciousness. So it may not always make sense in the moment again for you, but it will always lead you in the right direction that serves you best. And know that your spleen is actually where your instincts, your fight or flight, lives so your spleen will know instantly you'll just you will just have a knowing about it ego authority in human design your ego is really your heart's desire and for people with ego authority this is even more true for you so you will feel it in your chest when something is right for you it can sometimes come off as selfish but you must know that you have you should follow and you must follow where your heart is pulling you and make no apologies for it it's not selfish it is what you are here a divine purpose for you to accomplish G-Center authorities, y'all need to talk it out before um, you can really help to make a decision. Talking things out brings clarity to what the best decision for you will be. You need to get outside of yourself, hear feedback and perspective from other people before you take your next step. It's also known as a self-projected authority, meaning that you don't necessarily need to take the advice from other people or from outside sources, but you do need to have the dialogue or the discussion to help you get clarity on what your true desires are. Mental authority, which is also known as environmental authority, uses observation as a way to make decisions. So you take notes of your surroundings and use those keen observations to determine if a decision feels good for you or not. And finally, our uh, last one, which really belongs mostly to our reflectors, is no inner authority or lunar authority which means that none of your chakras are defined. Hello, reflectors. And because of this, you need to wait 28 days to make the best decision for yourself. Your thoughts, feelings, and how you experience life changes so often daily. So it's important for you to give yourself the space to go through the motions and figure out what is really true for you and what you're taking on from others. Otherwise, you can be influenced from all the external factors and lead yourself into that mode that you just don't want to be in. You'll start to live in that not-self theme of being disappointed and not living your best life. So that is, I think, where I want to start with, with understanding what the fuck human design is. Again, guys, if you are interested in your human design, head over to my website, heathercatherine.co, to pull your human design and book a reading with me. A reading is the best way to get started with digging into 
understanding your human design, you'll start to realize as you do more research and more understanding about it, there are so many components and we're going to dig into them more and more in this podcast. Um, But to really make sense of it and how it works for you, it is a reading is the best place to get started. Um, So book in before April 15th to take advantage of those um, introductory prices. And uh, yeah, I just really, I love human design. I get so excited when people um, start to get inspired to look out uh, and dig into their human design. It's such a cool and amazing tool and it's just it's just fun. (laughs) Um, So that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that there was at least one thing that you took away from today's episode. Um, uh, Please follow the podcast, uh, rate and review. Follow me on Instagram at the Heather Fisk and share this podcast with somebody that you think would be interested in it. Take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories. Um, And I just love you so much. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you next time. Toodles.